0: And uh, joined now by Kujwa Makakula, who is equity a sales analyst at Avio Capital Markets. Uh, thanks for coming through.
1: Morning and morning to the listeners.
0: Now, let's start by uh, looking at what the U.S. Fed is likely to do. Uh, do you think that the, they will hike those rates in September or December or at all this year, Kujua? Uh
1: I definitely believe that September is not really in the, in the framework at the moment. It's most likely going to be December, I guess, Also. I guess there is has been a lot of hawkish comments coming from Fed members indicating that they want to raise rates sooner rather than later. But after the weaker jobs data that we saw, weaker than expected jobs data, uh, we might be expected that uh, they might only increase rates in December rather than September. I guess they are just trying to reduce the amount of volatility in the markets by trying to warn people that they are going to increase rates.
0: Well, and, and and of course, we're all dependent on what happens there, and that will fluctuate everything else everywhere else. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens there. But um, what will the RAND likely do from this point, considering uh, the U.S. decision along with other local factors? Well I guess we
1: have some breathing room at the moment uh if they don't hike in September we will still see that that risk on appeal uh for that search for yield uh generally that global equity up until the Fed does hike that rate so there is a bit of uh there is a bit of there's a bit of a positive prospects for us in the short term but also given our political uncertainty there's also the prospect of our rand uh having some further weakness as much as there might be that dollar weakness playing into our into our hands for that RAND strength that we're seeing, we might start seeing some further RAND weakness due to our political uncertainty as well and the soil being forced to raise interest rates after the Fed has raised interest rates.
0: And then um, Nadir and I spoke about Steinhoff yesterday and some of their uh, acquisitions and then I see they have now acquired Techie Town. Uh, what will this mean for the company?
1: I guess it just goes to show that Steinhof is on the trajectory of trying to be one of the biggest uh, uh biggest companies uh like they have mentioned before and it just goes to show that they are expanding their value chain and their distribution chain it just goes to I feel like this business would fit very well with their Pepco brand and their Pepco value chain and as well, and it will, it's it's a good acquisition, and also goes to show that Steinoff is not purely operating in Europe and is also looking for opportunities, and that's very encouraging to see when uh, such a large company needs to continue to search for opportunities.
0: And then, of course, the much talked about iPhone Seven. I spoke to Shreya Shre earlier; she's not impressed. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I probably will just be impressed because it's an iPhone, but. um I had a tweet earlier, um I just found it now, uh, from Maria Petsane saying, so the iPhone 7 doesn't have a headphone slot, uh, pretty much useless for black people using public transport. Not quite, uh, <laughs> because that's going to be useless. But before we talk about, you know, those technical specs, um, the investor concerns around this.
1: I guess we, the investor concerns is that the majority of Apple's income uh does come from the iPhone itself, uh the iPhone product itself. So it is a main concern to where's this company gonna grow? Uh there's gonna need a lot of innovation. Uh are gonna be there has to be a great invention or some sort of technology coming out of Apple to grow them. I feel like at the moment they have plateaued and that's what investors are concerned is what's next for one of the biggest companies in the world. But
0: I guess to their advantage, the problems that Samsung are having at the moment, um, because what does this mean for Samsung? And and, and I was just wondering yesterday, wasn't this perhaps a bit opportunistic for iPhone? Uh, Okay, maybe not. They did indicate (laughs) that they would be launching in September, but the conditions couldn't be more favorable.
1: Definitely, definitely, an opportune moment. I think they just saw a great opportunity to do it. But then I also it does also raise concerns as well. I guess, as well for what is going to be what is going to be new about the iPhone compared to an iPhone six. Uh, I guess that's what people are always wondering because if you also look, people just got an iPhone six s as well. So mm. now upgrading to an iPhone seven, then there needs to be some sort of greater. Technology development or evolution, in order for it to be greater, I believe.
0: How long do you think before we see iPhone eight?
1: <laughs> it could ne- probably next three years. Knowing these guys, probably the next three years.
0: Okay, and then just for the benefit of our listener, can you just explain the the the, the lack of that um jack for the headphones?
1: So basically, the lack of the jack is. This, I'm not too sure what the technical term is, but. On the iPhone, there's going to be an adapter that you purchase from Apple that's going to come. It's going to be an Apple product. So then the headphones are almost going to be almost like in a Bluetooth mechanism. So essentially, you're going to have to only play your music using Apple products.
0: I've seen those headphones. Uh, They were there long before the phone arrived. But anyway. (laughs) So that's where we're going to leave it this morning. Gujra. thanks so much for coming through. That was uh, Gujra Makakula, equity sales analyst at Avio Capital Markets, and he'll be back with us again tomorrow morning. Not a morning person? Not a morning person? Sakina Kamwendo can change that. AM Live with Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.